Yay, Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. What is going on? Happy Taco Tuesday to a queen. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Every day there's something to celebrate. It's also um like it's National Day of Encouragement. It's National Video Gamer Day. It's always some reason to celebrate. I call it myself personally. There's always a reason to take a shot or a smoke break or just kick it or hang out, call somebody. It's National Day of Encouragement. And if not any of those, Taco Tuesday. Amen, brother. Yes. Yes. How has your day been? It's been good. I spent a whole bunch of money on my dog. <laughs> you want to see my dog? I've got, I've got to show you my dog. Sure. Look at this little Oh, monster. wow. Oh, wow. What's his Probably name? That's not the cutest little thing you've ever seen. Yes. What is his name? Milo. Is it a girl? Milo? Yeah. Milo. Milo. I like that name, Milo. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's just a little weird. Okay. Well, cool, Beans. Queens of Thousand, thank you for joining me for and, uh, allowing me to interview you. I know we met on we met on Clubhouse a couple of, maybe a, a month or two ago, and we met up in that room called Sunflowers and Kitchen Sink. I loved, I loved what I loved what you spoke about, and I said I have got to get her on my podcast. Let her meet my audience, allow my audience to meet her, and just and just be one of your platforms because I love what you spoke about. Who knows what I was talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> I was babbling yeah. away about something. You have a um. You have a you have a coaching business, and you specialize in coaching men. I want you to tell us about that. So yeah, so I I uh, I have a coaching business specializing in in men's emotional health, and uh, the reason why I decided to specialize on on men was because of this great amount of suffering that I saw my father go through when he got separated and then divorced. And completely oh, wow. excommunicated from the family. Oh wow! And uh, as a result, you know, just the the quality of life was very poor. And uh, I think that has motivated me a lot because mm -hmm. I realized as a child, you know, looking back, I realized that as a child, I needed my father. Hmm. And he just wasn't there. I had a stepfather, but it wasn't the same thing. And so I can only imagine. So fathers have a, a special role in their child's life, and it's it, it's it's non-negotiable. You know, they they they've mm -hmm. got to be there. Otherwise, the child suffers. I definitely believe that with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not just a, about finances. It's about uh, you know being there, present, and teaching the child, and you know being somebody that they can count on, and being somebody that they can look up to. And it's very important. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that end. I um, 
I got four kids myself. And once I got diagnosed with my with my illness, primary progressive multiple sclerosis, I've gone from when I was diagnosed in 2016, I was a teacher of the year. I become a realtor and I was my son's football coach. And it is now 2023. So it's what, seven years later? And I am all the way a hundred percent physically handicapped. I can't um I can't crawl. I can't I can't take more than I cannot take more than a step. I really can't even stand up by myself. It's gonna be a bunch of falling. And I've had to reinvent myself as a father, as a husband. I can't go back into teaching because of all my disabilities and everything. And that's one of the reasons I started doing the gratitude journal and how I noticed the difference between being grateful and showing gratitude. And it all started with, I had to reinvent myself to still be some kind of father, some kind of husband figure to those around me. And I've gone from being the father who, I've gone from being the father who, um, who maybe was overbearing. I was going to be from overbearing father, always in my kids' faces. Um, I was loud. I was boisterous. I was, I was, uh, I was a man. I was a man. And then in in the wheelchair, I've learned to communicate a whole lot better. I've learned my kids and my wife's love language. I use those appropriately throughout the day. I change those up. I switch those things all around. I had to do it just just today. So. I'm saying all that to say I definitely agree with you that fathers have to be there. We do have a special place in these kids' lives. No matter how you see it, how you do it, you do have a special place in your kids' life. And it's up to you to find how to benefit them, how, how to be that teacher for them. I agree. I, I Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Wow, that is just incredible. And I I think it's absolutely commendable that you you decided to, uh, you know, to surrender yourself to the whole process. A thousand thank yous. It's um, I've told people before. It's nothing that I I'm very sure I would not have gone this route, become this guy, if it wasn't for the wheelchair. But as it is, because I'm because there are times I have to actually ask my daughters to help me in and out the bathroom. And that rust, stuff like that, stuff like that breaks your pride, absolutely shatters your pride. You bet it's up to me to pick up these pieces and still put myself back together and be who I need to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think that uh, starting the day with a, a massive humble pie is a, it's a good way to start the day. Yeah. I like that. I like that tip. That's why I start my everyday with the gratitude journal. I talk about, I write a story of why I am grateful, not what I'm grateful for, not a list of what I'm grateful for, but stories of why I am grateful, why I'm so happy that maybe today I, I just got through calling. I got four kids. It took me until I called a third kid. I got three daughters and I called the daughters and I when I went to the bathroom, I came out, somebody had taken the clean sheets I've just washed and put them on the bed for me, made the yes. bed all up and put my notebook and everything else back on the bed. So when I come out, the bed is just made. I call up I call up my, my youngest daughter because she's the one who's always doing stuff like that. And I, I give her the whole talk and she, at the end, she, uh, what bed did I make up? Oh my gosh, wrong one. So I call up another daughter. I give her the whole talk. Look, I'm so happy you made up the bed for me. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to cry. You did it was so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. She says, Oh, Daddy, I've been 
I've been asleep. I didn't I didn't make up your bed. God dog, so I called the third daughter. And I before I even start, did you make up my bed? And she just busted laughing. Yeah, I, I made up your bed. I, I I sure did. I sure did. I mean, I give her a whole talk. It was just the bed, Dad. Calm down. No, you have no idea. You taking the time out to not out to make up the bed for me? It was only five minutes for you. But that saved me a good 35, 45 minutes. Oh my gosh, huge help. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I like stuff like that. I like stuff like that. <laughs> As a parent, I like stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, You've learned to be creative as a father. You know, you, you, you've learned what yep. it really means to be a human being, Kendra. Yes, I do. I do. I, I do actually agree with you. I'm, I'm not going to take any of those affirmations away. I actually, I do definitely believe that in my heart and in my soul, I have learned to be a human being because of, because of my situation. Yeah, now, I, I like that about you because there's no front there's no pretending to be, nope. you know, somebody that you're not or, you know. And to be a man, you have to be strong. You have yeah. to be competent. You have to have a handle on everything. You have to, you know, be in charge, be in control. Yep. That's definitely the way I, definitely the way I always felt. The definitely way I always felt. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, you could. Uh, I hope. I hope you're writing books and teaching courses, because. <laughs> thank you for those affirmations. A, a thousand thank yous, Miss Jones. I've got to ask you. We met in that clubhouse room. Was there anything? What made you want to come on this particular? I mean, my podcast is mindset of a bullshit. I was spoken about my disabilities. Is there anything that? that just came, what made you want to be on this podcast? Well, I, I have mindset over bullshit and the, the whole idea of disabilities because I have a hidden disability myself or a hidden superpower, you know? You know, that's what I, I call like that it. Way. I, I, uh, I like that. I was diagnosed with bipolar back in 2018. And, wow. And I wrote a book about it. Um, an audio book, and now I'm I'm writing a, the print version of Shirley World, How I Single-Handedly Stopped Climate Change. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I can't have a super fan of that title. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I look back on my life and I think, you know, that bipolar is actually a condition where you get split in two. And I got split in two the night that my parents put me on the spot and told me that I had to choose between one or the other of them, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was nine years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because yeah, bipolar means two, right? So I look at it, you know, like you're, you're split, you're cut in half and, and, uh, and it happened to me uh, a number of times when I was young. So, Mm -hmm. You know, so what it, what has happened is that it gives me my inner life, and I also have the ability to to sense people's potential, and I have visions 
for for their life. I can see a whole path of their life if they so choose to go down, you know, like, and and so that makes me completely and totally a nut job, you know, in the uh -huh. eyes of, of the medical community. But like to me, I, I just try to keep my mouth shut and not say anything. Best now, when you say, I got to ask you, now, when you say you can, that, that, that you can see their life, tell me what that is. So that means you can see what they're going to be. You can see things that they do. You can see what kind of person they are at the end. I feel like there are so many ways to take that. Well, I had a 24-year-old young man here uh, the other day, uh, just a couple of days ago. And, and I told him, I said, I could see you when you're 70 years old dangling your 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 great great grandchild on your knee you know i can see you mm -hmm. and having had a long happy marriage with somebody that i uh presented to you that that you met because because you met me i like and that he almost started crying because he said that's what i want and so he wasn't like resisting that. me he wasn't resisting I he wasn't like fighting that. me you know he was going along with it because that's what he wants. But he's living in a world where uh, the, 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 the women around him are completely and totally out of order and uh, have no clue how to behave, you know? So he, it's hard for young people to figure out right now uh, a, the, a path that is healthy and wholesome for them to live. Okay. It's 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 like it's like being a given, uh, given your life, but no map, no flashlight, no nothing, because there's no guidance to be at. But that's what I do. I offer I offer my own form of guidance, you know, and people can take it or leave it as they wish. But okay, and so. This is, I am, um, I am still, I am still stuck on this seeing the people's lives. Have you ever seen, so you told me about the person that, that you saw, he was 78, that thing with his feet playing with his grandchild. Have you ever seen something bad or something negative happen to a person? When have you seen things or is it always only the good thing? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, I, I've seen people turn into scorpions, you know. Wow. You know, like, like, like slither off into the darkness and and be, and be really evil. It, it's wow. it's a choice, right? People have different life paths depending on what they yep. choose, you know. And yep. I, I actually fired one of my clients and got and got kicked out of a program that that I was in, and this that happened. Last month, in August, it happened in August. I, I I told the guy to f off because of the way he was talking to me. It was so disrespectful. And then I was told I was unprofessional. But he yeah, was completely and totally out of line to talk to me in such a disrespectful and condescending and 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 uh, low vibration kind of attitude. After all the work that I had put into him, you know? 
I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in setting those walls. I'm a big believer in slapping back. I'm a big believer in, just like you said, I'm a big believer to let somebody fuck off. Oh my God, you bullshitting. Fuck, fuck you. You are bullshitting. So I absolutely it's, agree with you. Because he was so attached. He was so attached to the fact that he was, he was uh, this lower version of himself. And I was, I, I did every single thing humanly possible to show him his potential, to show him how he could transform, to show him what he needed to do in order to build the relational uh, character muscles that you need to work. You, you know, Kendrick, you know, your body may not be working, but your soul is illuminated. You got that right. That's I accept right. that affirmation. I received that. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, my son. That's all that matters. Ultimately, it's what we have made of our soul that matters. Nothing else matters. And this guy was not buying that. So it was like, I told him to fuck off. Now, you... <laughs> You so, so your father is so your father is going so, so your father is dealing with so your father and your mother are, are going through the divorce your parents have you your parents have you choosing between the two of them is that when you notice is that when this ability to see people's people's lives came became to came to you or was it later on in life yeah well that's interesting i i i had a I think I, I'm like have the super consciousness, you know, and mm -hmm. and um, and it was always there from the get go because I just suffered so much as an infant, uh, you know, and, and as a baby and and throughout my lifetime, like I just experienced excruciating um, different forms of abuse, and you know, because of that, instead of instead of becoming contaminated with hatred and and uh, resentment and all that. I I just have a, a heart that just loves, you know. I'm just a such a. I dig it. I like it. I just that. have a huge heart and uh, and an understanding and a compassion for people, you know. Like I can understand all sides of the story, you know. People can present a case to me, and I I can feel into each one of their energy field. And I can feel where they're coming from. And then I will say, well, if you want to resolve this problem, because, you know, ultimately to me, my, my zone of genius is about family unity, mm -hmm. personal unity and family unity, um, is how are we going to, how are we going to sit down and be one together, you know? And in order for that to happen, you're going to have to eat this much humble pie, develop these certain qualities, uh, start expressing yourself, resolve this certain drama. You know, I just can create a, a, a recipe for success for that for that individual and their family, you know? Yep. I can only imagine the i can only imagine the perspectives and the empathy 
you can offer your client with everything that you have told me about already with, with, with your father, with, with the bipolar, I can only imagine the empathy and the different kinds of perspectives that you can offer your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good because, you know, the bipolar is in a container. I, you know, I take medications for it and, uh, I, uh, I regulate it by making sure that I take enough medication so that I can function uh, and be logical and get things done, you know, be an executive, yep. you know. But if I if I ever decide to take less medication, you know, if I lower it at, at any, then I just get this flood of creativity. But I've got enough creations now to last my lifetime and then some. So I'm just going to work it, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I totally get that. Run. So whenever you are relaxing, are you more of a reader? Do you prefer to watch stuff on TV? Are you listening to things, music person? How are you relaxing? I, I love to listen to music and write. Um, and I do read. Um, and I've been reading uh, Joan Rivers's uh, memoir. I bet that's good. I bet that is interesting. It is. She's amazing. She's amazing. I mean, she she wore her body right out. It just gave out because she pushed herself so hard to uh, to to perform. Right? She was always mm -hmm. on. Is there any particular story that you've heard in this in reading the Joan that reading about Joan Rivers that you feel like you want to share with us? Is there anything that that you can say? You know what? This one part. Well, one of the things that she said was that uh, it reached a point. Uh, the reason why comedians and actors and actresses are so scrupulous about their contracts is because they have been screwed over so many times that everything every little imagine. smallest little detail has to be written down because they'll they'll get they'll get so badly treated you know and she yeah. was not put up with any more bad treatment that was really the bottom line for her the more successful she was the more demanding she was and the more she got <laughs> Oh, I thought that was really interesting. Nice. Yeah. I'm um I I what I was I was a big time reader, but I am now legally blind, so that messes up my reading. Instead, I'm always listening to audiobooks. And I tell you that because when I was reading, I used to always tell my wife, hey, she's my wife been listening to audiobooks for, for, for the longest. I used to always say, like, hey, you're cheating. Because you're doing everything else and the audiobook is just is just playing in your ear. How were you really reading a book, listening to it? And now a couple of years into it, oh man, there if you get the right audiobook with the right kind of with the right person reading it, oh man, wow. What an experience. Yeah, what what an experience. I, I although I cannot although I cannot lie, it is awesome to have a good audiobook in and Maybe you are making up the bed, doing some chores around the house. That is that is pretty awesome too. Because whenever you read the book, you have to just sit there and read. There's no other stuff you can get done. 
But yeah, I will have an audio book playing whenever, whenever I'm getting dressed, brushing my teeth. I've gotten to the point now, I will not, well, not right now, but whenever I'm into an audio book, I can't go to sleep until I find out exactly what chapter I was the night before. I'm not, I'm have to play it back an hour or so because I let it go so long before I, I know I, I don't remember any of this. But yeah, if it's that good, I have to go back and find where I was exactly to let it start playing from right there. Oh, good. Yeah, I love audiobooks too. They are awesome. A good audiobook is awesome. You said that you have done the audiobook, or was is that the book that you're working on right now? Well, I I I I did four chapters of Shirley World. Yep. And uh, then I also did um, did the written version of Shirley World, but uh, it's completely different than the audio. <laughs> okay. It's quite different. I put out. Me. I have um, my first book that I wrote is called "If You Can't Get Better, Be Better." And I turned that into an audiobook, but I read it. I read it myself, so I'm the, <laughs> I am reading my own stuff to make it into an audiobook. Well, that's awesome. That's the best way. A thousand thank yous. A thousand thank yous. It, it's definitely. It's definitely. You you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, and that is definitely where I started. How do you promote your coaching services to others? Do you just find people face to face? Are you actually reaching out by email? How are you? How are you making your connections? Well, I'm just getting my my feet uh, underneath me for for that actually. Um, so I promote things on Instagram. On uh, I have a Facebook group, but I'm not. What is your Instagram? Okay, I, I gotta stop. What is your Instagram? Say, tell us all what's your Instagram is at shirley jones 999 at shirley jones 999 so if you are looking for this coaching with this emotional with this the term that you that you taught me was emotional laundry yeah <laughs> got Somebody it emotional laundry at shirley jones 99 two nines three nines three nine. at shirley jones 999 i like that where did three nines come from? Uh, I don't know. I just like nines. Okay. Okay. They're very, okay. They're perfect numbers. Okay. Well, on this podcast, I'm really big in. I'm really big in. I'm really big into gratitude. So I'm always, like I said earlier, I'm always telling people that the difference between being grateful, showing gratitude, is being grateful is making a list of what of what you have. I'm grateful because I have a house. I'm grateful because I have a job. I'm grateful because I have kids. Showing gratitude is when you actually write out that story or tell that story of why you are grateful. Tell us all the story of why Shirley Jones is grateful today. Why am I grateful today? Well, I'm grateful because I was able to turn my life around from, you know, what was really uh, a lot of suffering and pain and anguish and resentment and just discomfort in general to one where I can say, you know, that I, I feel blessed and I feel, uh, I feel, I believe, honestly believe Kendrick that I can be of service in the world. And I think that that's truly the way to happiness in the world, you know? 
to personal yes. happiness. You know, that's what I'm grateful for is that I have those that traction to to actually be able to express myself, you know, in such a way that it makes people um, more conscious, more aware, mm -hmm. more in tune with themselves, you know, more in contact with their inner being, more uh, recognize that they have a soul, you know, so. I have, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful to be so creative. It's really an amazing thing. I'm I'm actually looking for participants right now to do uh the the uh, uh a speeded up version of a 12 session course called the Black Stallion mm -hmm. Sculpting Program. How do participants say that they want to do this? I want to I want to promote this for you. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Well, I mean, they can just uh, they can just inbox me on Instagram. That would be good. Okay, at Shirley Jones nine nine nine, and just in, just inbox you, and they can and then tell us and tell us what they're doing again in an accelerated part of your program. Yeah, I'm looking for a. I, I need to have social proof, you know, that my program works. So I'm looking for the first cohort of participants. That would that would go through an accelerated program it could just be like even a one day, eight hours, okay. where they they do uh, the 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 version fast, and uh, it's going to be amazing because um, it's going to be about going from emotional mess to emotionally master mastery. You know. Okay. Okay. If there's anything specifically that you want me to mention, inbox, email that to me, and I'm going to add that to this podcast description when I put in the pieces of what we're talking about. That way, people that listen to it can also read it, understand maybe, because maybe I'm not explaining it properly. So if I can, I will definitely put that in so people will know exactly where to go, come to, to reach out to and, and um, connect with you about that. Well, why don't you get, give them my email address? Which give it to us. Shirley Guidance9 at gmail.com. Shirley Guidance9 at gmail.com. Yeah, the number nine. Got it. Of course, because you've already said you like the number nine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Shirley Guidance9 at gmail.com. And then they can reach you on Instagram at Shirley Jones999. Yeah, they can just reach me out there and just tell me that they're interested in my uh, my upcoming coaching program. I'm creating a workbook for it. And uh, it's, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. It's, it's, it's not like anything anybody's ever seen before. It's not the same old, okay. same old, you know? Okay. Okay, I definitely want to. I definitely want, want to help share this. So this, so this will be all on. This will be all over the podcast description. Well, Ms. Jones, a thousand thank yous for joining me for today's interview. I want to make sure I get this out to everyone in my audience because I want to share what you are doing. The stuff you're talking about is so interesting. I've got. I'm. I'm going to end up asking you to come back. I'm going to end up asking you to come back. But until then, 
Until then, Ms. Jones, thank you so much for joining us on Mindset Over Bullshit. I want you to be grateful, stay pretty, and remember to write in your gratitude journal. I am out. Thank you, Kendrick. No problem at all, Ms. Jones.